How's everyone doing? My name is Minar Khan. Welcome back to the Set Podcast Sports Entertainment Technology Show. Today we're with our co-host Miles Sloppy Joey. How we doing? Doing well, doing well. Bright and early. Yes. Snows are falling. You ready for that blizzard this Saturday? I heard about the blizzard. I'm not entirely sure. I, I heard anywhere from six to twelve inches. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So it's supposed to be disastrous as usual. Um, from what I've heard, there's a time range of it starting at 3 in the morning all the way up until 8 in the morning on Saturday and ending at 3 p.m. and going as late as 8 p.m. So typical Ohio forecast uh, until the day comes. Last, So like last weekend, I don't even feel like we got more than 3 inches last weekend. Um, yeah. People and, were freaking out. It wasn't that terrible, though. And... It was actually, like, just, like, on the ground, it wasn't that bad, but, like, I was driving home from work at, like, 7 o'clock, and it's, like, no one touched the roads at all. (laughs) And I don't drive a Jeep anymore, so it was a little bit more intimidating driving in it, but it seems like everyone forgets how to drive in the snow. Yeah, um, we live on a back street, so we were low priority. Ours didn't get proud until, like, two days after the storm. Yeah. So it's all main roads and freeways, and it kind of goes... Even the, the even the main roads, like, I'm not even going to lie, the main roads, when I was driving on the main roads, it was not clear, because <laughs> I, I left at, like, I, I, I think I said 7, I think I left at 5, 5.30-ish, and it, just, it was just a mess, everything was a mess. Um, well, I don't, I don't work for ODOT, but it's almost been my experience that if it is a consistent storm, meaning, like, <laughs> what's up, Andre? Andre 3000! <laughs> Meaning it doesn't um, just snow for an hour and then stop. If it's like throughout the day, their priority is going to be the freeway. So they're going to consistently be driving those, salting them, plowing them. So that's probably what we were experiencing. But what I wanted to ask you was, it's going to storm Saturday. Might carry on a little bit into Sunday, but if it's free on Sunday, do you want to go sledding? Sledding. Man, wow. I'll talk about the greatest sledding. I know some secret places. Um... So Saturday or Sunday is going to be Championship Sunday in the NFL. I mean, what time were you thinking about going sledding? I don't know. Noonish or after? You know, I might have to take you up on the offer. Time. I mean, do you have a bunch of sleds? You have a bunch of kids. I hope you have a bunch of sleds. Uh, we have about three sleds. We might get one more, but I went with uh, Walker and his kids last week and. Uh, yeah, we kind of told them they need to step it up a notch because they took us to a pretty puny hill. We <laughs> but like little ramps and stuff. Right. Um, we like to risk our lives. Right. So this is kind of new. What do you think of this whole new setup? We're in two different locations. We finally figured out how to do that. We finally got our faces involved on it. Um, it's pretty good. We don't have all the audio and everything worked out yet. This is just a dry run, test run. Um, but what do you think overall? Um, I'm happy to be back up and actually doing something that's always been our Achilles heel, if you will, right. is consistent, consistency. And I feel like if we don't overcomplicate it, and we've had you know many of these discussions off air, what's up, Andre? <laughs> I feel like uh, if we could just get the consistent ball rolling, meaning something regular, some sort of a platform that is reliable, be it this is seeming like it's going really good, it seemed uh, to be the easiest to set up out of everything. And I feel like we can build from here, meaning better audio, um, better lighting. 
you know, my lighting's not the best. Yours is killing mine right now. I'll probably open a window or open a curtain. I mean, mine is still and, not that great, but. <laughs> but, you know, you, you get it. Like, it can be, it can be much better um, content, guess. But I think, you know, it's like you can't be scared. You kind of just got to jump in and start and go from there. And then uh, it could turn into something magical. Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> If, I'm excited for a potential studio. That might be, you know, a year in yeah, the making, but that yeah. would be lit because then it wouldn't bother anybody. Like we both obviously live with and to set up like lighting and you know, audio equipment. They would put up with it for a while, but eventually it would get old. Right. Thing and it's like nobody we could leave it set up and then we just go in, power it up and let it run. That would be ideal. So for That's those work of, towards So for those of you who don't know uh, we are also live streaming this on twitch.tv. Um, it's twitch.tv slash Um if you're watching the recording and want to go back to watching it live. So I, in, you know, in all my, like, however long we've been doing this podcast, I didn't think we were going to start doing it live anytime this quickly, at least. Because um, all I was worried about is just getting the recording, just doing it and getting it done but like here we are doing it live and i'm gonna post it later on youtube or whatever um i think it brings a whole new you know aspect to the game of podcasting um because as the viewers grow being able to use the people in the chat to you know bring up conversations or let them have their input in the conversations um i'm pretty sure there's three people watching right now so if you have anything to say you can go ahead and drop into the chat we can talk about it on the show no worries Here's my thought process behind that. Probably what? Been trying to get this ball rolling for about a year with little to no success. <laughs> Maybe a little more than a year. Like, when yeah, did we little, start? We it start. was that big so snowstorm last year, I do believe, was our first real. We started yeah. in this. No, like we started talking about it in the summer of 2017. So, my point being, like, I think the live. Is the way to go because we were pepping ourselves up saying, let's record content, let's edit it, let's make it like stellar, like flawless. But if we get over the fear of making mistakes and you know, looking like fools, then we can just go for it and that'll give us the content we need. And then we can build from there. Like a lot of other podcasts, they'll do a live and then they'll chop up clips. And that's where you see all that crazy stuff available like YouTube yeah. and whatnot. So I think that, uh, not worrying about you know having everything be perfect and ha you know having um, the recordings down the audio you know picture or the video picture perfect the audio crystal clear i think just getting something up going live because you'll be able to have this content later after we, we yeah it's also recording as long as live streaming yeah so it's perfect so we've got the live element it's forcing enough to be engaging and actually come up with you know content right and just do it you know for lack of a better term as opposed to oh well you know this time ain't good this week's not good i don't have you know a script it's like well let's just roll with it then you know because then at least we can you know use moments like this to work out kinks and get comfortable and figure it out right all right so you want to hop into the first topic of the day the really the only topic that i've truly thought about um it's up to you you want to get into it uh yeah, since I don't have anything, can you hear me? I can hear you, but it, it okay, goes since into robot a lot. I I, I muted because I was yelling at my kids. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. So I uh, I want you to go ahead and go into yours because, like I said, I've got nothing, and then we'll just kind of piggyback off that. All right. So we'll we'll start with the sports section of it. I really have maybe one kind of two kind of two topics into it. So Kyrie Irving played on the Cleveland Cavaliers. He helped the Cavs win a championship, obviously. Um, so last year, in, in in the summer of last year, he requested a trade. Um, Son of a bitch! Uh, he requested a trade because he felt like he didn't get enough credit. He felt like LeBron James, arguably the best basketball player of all time, got too much credit, outshined him, whatever. He needed his own team. That's what he thought. He went to the Boston Celtics. So the Boston Celtics is a group of a lot of young talent. A lot of high draft picks. They're really good. Young talent. Um, Last year, they went to the Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals against LeBron James without Kyrie Irving because he was injured. Um, They ended up losing, but they still went to the distance with LeBron James. Um, This year, there's a lot of expectations for that team. But Kyrie Irving... And the whole team aren't living up to it. Last night they did they got a good win against the Toronto Raptors, but like overall they're not living up to it. There's some dysfunction within the team. Um, Kyrie is starting to speak to the media the way that LeBron James used to speak to the media of the young players in Cleveland. Kyrie is starting to say things like, you know, they're too young, they don't know what it's like to win a championship, they're not mature enough, blah blah blah, all of this stuff, right? So last night, this is something that all Cleveland fans, it should just crush them a little bit inside, make them angry or something. This is what Kyrie Irving said to the media after his victory against um, the boss or the Toronto Raptors. He Let's said, go to the audio. I can bring up the audio. Like that's that's <laughs> not that's not even a problem. Um, I want to see this on the fly. On the fly. So let me pull up the audio here. Eventually it'll be smooth like butter. We'll, we'll do this in uh, pre-production. We'll have it ready to go on a button. Just boop. Yeah. Let's see. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. All right. Are you ready for this? I don't think you're ready for this. Here we go. I'll tell you one thing. and Obviously, this is something that um, it was a big deal for me because I had to uh, call Brock, you know, and tell him, like, you know, I apologize for being that young player that wanted to everything at his, you know, at his fingertips. And I wanted everything Whoa. to uh, be at, you know, my threshold. I wanted to be the guy that led us to championship. I wanted to be the leader. I wanted to be all that. And, you know, the responsibility of being the best player in the world and leading a team is something that's not meant for many people. And Brown was one of those guys that came to Cleveland and tried to really show us, show us what it's like to win a championship. So that's about 33 seconds of the entire clip. Disrespectful! No. But just sitting there thinking, I was just like, man, he just he apologized for, you know, his well, the way he acted and leaving and doing all that shit. Are you kidding me, man? Are you kidding me? That just gets you to think. You know, if he had that mindset that he does in this very moment two years later, if he had that same mindset last year, two years ago, he would still be in Cleveland. 
And you know what? I honestly believe LeBron James would still be in Cleveland. Like, that is completely aggravating to me that they both should and could still be in Cleveland, but the fact that they're not because of an idiotic mistake that Kyrie Irving made, which he'll never admit that. At least, I don't think he would admit it. I didn't even think he was going to admit that what he did was a, you know, leaving because of that was a mistake. But he did that. But I don't know if he's ever going to say leaving was a mistake. Um, I want to get your thoughts quick on that, but I also want to add... Kyrie's a free agent this summer. LeBron is in contract with the Los Angeles Lakers for three more years. I mean, everyone loved the two together. Maybe Kyrie's going to go to L.A. And that will really, really, really aggravate some Cavs fans, let me tell you. Even though I still support the Lakers because of LeBron James, I'm still a Cavaliers fan. I stayed up until 1 o'clock last night watching their game and postgame against Portland Trailblazers. But, man, seeing those two in L.A., that would be something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what do you think? Uh, what do you think? He, he so, says that after he left? Man, they could still be here. That changed the course of NBA history forever. I don't know if you can grasp that. LeBron would still be in Cleveland. Kyrie would still be in Cleveland. And they would still be fighting for NBA championships. That changes the grasp of NBA history. This is why I love our dynamic, and I think it'll work out so well. You're young-blooded and hungry and feisty, and me, quite frankly, like I muted myself. So don't Miles let the uncontrollable Bentley, bother me too it. much anymore. Yelling at my Case dog. Point, we went without a championship for so long, and I hold value in the championship that we did get and that we do have, just like I'm sure you do as well. And so I find the peace and happiness that we got one. It might just be one, but we got one. And as far as the potential for those two to be reunited, I support it, even as a Cleveland fan. I support it because I'm a sports fan, because I think that the dynamic of it would be amazing. They could be potentially unstoppable. It's kind of like watching, you know, the fighter go undefeated that I'm not the biggest fan of, but to see them have a, you know, a good run of a, you know, triple title defense or whatnot, like that's amazing. Or holding multiple championships, kind of like, Conor McGregor was the biggest Conor fan as a fighter, but I liked his energy. I liked um, his presence, and I liked what he brought to the sport. And he held multiple championships and multiple multiple weight classes simultaneously. So I welcome the opportunity. Now, high in sight with the whole shoulda, coulda, woulda. We could do that all day long. You could. It's not gonna. It's not gonna get us anywhere. But I um, applaud him. You know, because it takes uh, maturity. And a, you know, um, it takes a it takes a better man to realize when he made a a bad decision. Something that wasn't true two years ago when he left. Exactly. So I really do think that he is growing, and he can potentially be that leader that he wants to be. Um, it's unfortunate that it had to go this way, but I think that life in general is going to fill out the decisions you make are what pave paves your path if that makes right. sense. You know I mean? yeah i'll uh I'll, I'll tail off of what you said but i'll kind of rebut what you said too um, oh here here's the thing i'm happy for lebron james i'm happy that he's on the los angeles lakers i'm happy that his family's okay but i would 
love for him to have stayed in Cleveland. I mean, even if we didn't win another NBA championship, I would be ecstatic. Even with Kyrie Irving, I'd be ecstatic if he was still in Cleveland. Because you know why? Because I'm a sports fan. Um, that's what I am at heart. If they both want to meet up in LA, that's great. I'll be rooting for the Los Angeles Lakers, but my Cavs come first. Um, but I'm a sports fan. They were both on Cleveland. And with them both on Cleveland, they are contenders every single year. And that's something fun to watch. I'm a fan of the Cavs. I watched them when LeBron was there, his first era. Uh, LeBron left. I watched them suck for four years that he was gone. All four years. The only thing that got me to like the Cavs and keep watching the Cavs is when they drafted Kyrie Irving. But they still sucked. But watching him play was magical. Right, and then LeBron came back when we won the championship, and now they're all gone. But right now, watching this Cleveland Cavaliers team, I know this is a very first season post-LeBron, which is the very first season post-LeBron. The last time, they didn't have the number one overall pick, Kyrie Irving, that made it interesting. So I know this is going to be the worst season. I know Kevin Love has been injured for the longest time, but like this is not fun basketball to watch, at least... It's not. At the beginning of the year, they were they were fighting. They were in every game, even though they've been losing. Even halfway through the season of what they've played so far. like They've been pretty much in almost every single game. They've been fighting, and then they get blown out at the end. That's a lot much more fun to watch than last year when everyone gave half-ass effort. But then that's only fun for so long, right? <laughs> like, well, your, uh, your NCAA championship's right around the corner, so I think you'll be all right. See, March Madness is pretty good. Um, so I like March Madness. <laughs> I wanna I wanna rebuttal your rebuttal real quick though, and then we can we can move on or keep going, whatever you want to do. All right. Think about it this way: um, LeBron, in my opinion, would have stayed beyond that year. Um, they were still, in my eyes, a good team that could have been rebuilt around. Meaning, it's fucking LeBron James. Excuse me, but there's no other way to put it. Like. People would have came to Cleveland to play with LeBron James. They could have. It might have been like a three to five year plan, but we could have been back to championship status. We were pretty much already there, and we didn't need Boy Wonder. We didn't need him. If let him go was my opinion. But unfortunately, that's where I think you know they had to do what was best for them. Meaning Kyrie, LeBron, if moving on with what was best for them in their opinions. But I feel like uh, LeBron might have jumped ship a little too soon. I mean, here's what I'll say. I mean, I think LeBron made the right decision at, at, at the current state. I mean, I mean that's kind of debatable. I think that both teams are Cavs right now, I mean, or what they could have been if LeBron stayed and what the Lakers are right now is about the same, except in an easier I, conference. I think it is. Yeah. I don't I mean, honestly, I, the Lakers suck without LeBron James, and that's true. I think full circle, though, this whole debate topic comes down to the shoulda, coulda, woulda. Because if we take it back all the way to Miami, what if he would have stayed? What if he would have never left and went somewhere else? Then we would have been talking about, man, we could have got a championship. Here's he my thing. I honestly believe. I but honestly, we got a championship. I, I, I honestly believe he was going to leave Miami after the four years anyway. Here's why I say that. Like it was a plan? It was a plan. That very first year that he was in Miami, I was in eighth grade. I remember coming home from wrestling practice and opening up my ESPN app on my iPod Touch second generation 
holla at your boy. Technology. And, and I saw a video on ESPN. It was from Chris Broussard. He was on SportsCenter. It was about maybe 45 seconds long. And he was just like, this, this is the first year. First year that he was in Miami. He was there for four. This is in December of the first year. So, like, they haven't even gone to the playoffs or not even halfway through the season. Chris Broussard's like, don't be surprised. After his fourth year in Miami, he has an opt-out. Don't be surprised if he decides to go back to Cleveland. This is after his first year. And I was just like, wow. I think I kind of believe that. And from that moment on, I believed it all the way up until he opted out his fourth year. And I told everyone. I told everyone he's coming back. No one's believing me. I tracked planes of the Cavs owner going down to Florida. I tracked, like, I did so much research and, like, I felt like a true sports journalist, which I really would like to do in the future. And it was actually pretty amazing when he actually came back that I could point into everyone's face and uh, laugh at him. But I feel like we've uh, talked enough NBA and LeBron James. Uh, you want to move on a little bit? Uh, I want to move on. I've got probably about 10 minutes max before I got to dip off. But um, I want to cover entertainment. I'd like to maybe just kind of review an easy topic, you know, considering just throwing this together, but go over the movies that are out. Which is what you want to see. And then I've got a topic for technology too. And we'll bounce it off each other. Honestly, I don't really know much of the movies that are out right now. What is so that rapid fire? Some okay. Okay. Uh, you know, there's a list, but just some that jump out to me. So uh, starting with Aquaman, just because of how heavily marketed and promoted yeah. it was. Um, I haven't seen it myself. And one of the big things that's turned me off, and I'd like to get your opinion on this, was it's over two hours long. Sheesh. It's Aquaman. What could it possibly contextually have, you know, it's like as long as Titanic for crying out loud. I don't know. I love my superhero movies, but I don't know that I can do that. It's not like it's Thanos or Spider-Man. It's fucking Aquaman. All I'm saying is, is I heard that movie was great. That's all I can tell you. I heard that movie is great. When you get over two hours in a movie, no matter what movie it is, um, it starts... You're vested. It starts... You're vested, which is true, but it starts to get a little uncomfortable or a little hard to watch. Not because the movie's bad or anything, but you're <laughs> you're sitting in that chair in a cold ass movie theater, mind you. Like movie theaters are never, you know, room temperature. It's cold as hell, and you're just kind of like in your seat, just you know, moving mm-hmm. your shoulders and trying to stretch. Um, but there. I mean, I feel like there are very minimal amount of movies that can be greater than two hours long where you watch it in the theater and you feel comfortable. Agreed. Now, that's why I've made the conscious decision to wait for I can watch it at home yeah. in a comfortable environment. Yeah. Uh, but I did hear on. it was great. Oh, good, good. But you haven't seen it personally, right? I have not seen it personally. Uh, one I did see a couple, like three weeks ago, Mule. Uh, what was uh, it? The Clint Eastwood Mule. It's oh, the yeah, Clint yeah, yeah. The Clint Eastwood one. Uh, yeah. He's basically a dude that is a drug runner. He kind of stumbles into it uh, late in life and, you know, quick, easy. I won't spoil it for you, but it's typical Clint Eastwood goodness, in my opinion. If you're not familiar with Clint Eastwood goodness, it's typical, you know, old white racism, great directing, Gran Torino esque. I mean, he's, he's one of the Grand last Torino. looking. Yeah, he's one of the last living Wild West Western movie. Like, he, he was the young kid growing up 
um, when they were still making the westerns, like before movies like Tombstone and whatnot came out, like John Wayne was still alive. Now he's the old cat. He's still on the block, and he's still making movies, and quite amazingly. So I guess this is my question to you really quick. Um, A lot of people with Clint Eastwood movies, they make it seem like every time he creates a new movie, like that's something that you have to go watch. Are you that person? Like you have to go watch that Clint Eastwood movie? Because I don't really feel like that. Like I'm like, oh, that's a pretty cool premise for a movie. Five months later when it's on HBO, I'll watch it on HBO. That's me. Perfect point. So I think it comes down to taste. I love pizza. You might not like pizza. I already know what I like Clint Eastwood movies. I like his directing style, so I know that I'm going to go and see that one as soon as I can. Some people are like that with superhero Marvel movies. I could take it or leave it. I could to- totally wait for you know, um, the newest Marvel movie to come out to where I can watch it comfortably at home. My kids won't allow that, but... That's the type of person I am because I'm not a. I'm, this is going to sound terrible, but yeah, I'll call them fanatics. Fanatics out there that are there, release night, midnight, ready to go. I'll watch it eventually. That's kind of where I'm Let's at. move on. Um, two other ones I want to mention. One, uh, Vice. Are you familiar with that one at all? Slice. <laughs> Vice. Dick Cheney. Um, movie about Vice President Dick Cheney. So and, I think I've heard very, very minimal about it. So it's not like, a documentary. Yeah, it's not a documentary. It's more like based on a true story type of movie. So I'm sure there's a lot of fabrication and inflated uh, in there, but it just it looks cool. I, I always like when I can, uh, put, you know, put reality with some fiction and kind of come up with my own opinions, if you will. Uh, the other big one, are you a Kevin Hart fan? I I like Kevin Hart, yeah. You're a Breaking Bad fan? What, just Breaking Bad? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so the upside, that's that uh, Kevin Hart and, uh, oh man, people are going to kill me. What's the guy from Breaking Bad? Uh, Jesse uh, and... No, no. Walter? Walter White. Thank you. <laughs> well, I forget his real name, but they're basically... Brian Cranston. Uh, Brian Cranston. They're in a movie together, and it's typical... Uh, Kevin goodness, if you can stand it, you know, um, I can take him in doses. But uh-huh. I think with uh, Brian being in this movie, it'll 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 be a little bit different, uh-huh. and uh, it'll have a little more context than just like you know typical comedy. It's almost like a comedic drama, if right. that's a category. Right. Um, he's a quadriplegic, and um, you know, Kevin is basically there to be a caretaker, and obviously he's entertaining, and. They end up, you can tell through the trailer, connecting. So I can tell I'm making you yawn. But I, I, no, no, I, have, I have a quick question. Is that your last movie before we move on to technology? Yes, ma'am. Okay, okay, okay. So I, <laughs> good, nice. Um, I, I have one really quick thing for entertainment. Do you watch Game of Thrones at all? Have you watched Game of Thrones at all? Okay, so we talked about this briefly when I was getting mad about you sharing your... <laughs> Direct TV login. I, I I tried it. I tried it yesterday, and it should be working now. So if you want to try okay. that later, good, good. I appreciate that. But uh, you told me you would be catching up on the Game of Thrones, so you're ready to go. Come April, April fourteenth. Right? So do you watch it? Have you watched it? So here is my madness, and you're probably gonna think I'm a crazy man. Um, I don't think I have the time to binge watch and catch up like you. I have not seen any, so I completely went into this knowing that I'm going to wait for this final season to completely uh, commence, I think is the, the term, and I'm going to wait to watch everything from start to finish, finish. What do you think? Um. So here's the thing. So basically, <laughs> I've been kind of doing that the last couple of days. Like, I've only been watching it for maybe three or four days. 
Um, I didn't watch okay. any of them at all yesterday. Um, okay. So basically how it went, my dogs are going crazy right now. So basically how it went is there's seven seasons currently, 10 yeah. episodes each season. Average episode length is about 50 to an hour, average. Um, and so far I'm on season four, episode two or three, something like that. And it, it, was a, it was a grind to get to that point in only three or four days. Um, but it was pretty nice to watch. Um, pretty good. Very, inter- very entertaining storyline. Um, lots, lots of, lots of titties and butts and some, some dicks in there too, which is a little, little, uh, eh, sloppy. Yeah. We call this sloppy. sloppy. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's crazy. And I feel like I can definitely catch up by April. Um, and I'm really looking forward to where from season four to the end of season seven, they take the story to the last season in April. But my thing about the topic I want to bring up is the last season starts on April 14th. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be 10 episodes again, but it's the last season of the series. Each episode is supposed to be 90 minutes long, cool. like a feature length movie. And, you know, I don't know about how you're feeling because you're not watching the show, but I feel like fans of the show, myself now becoming a true fan of the show. 90 minutes is going to be the best 90 minutes uh, of my week that Sunday night when it airs. Um, because there's a there's something that happened in season three or season, yeah, season three that was really big for the entire storyline. Um, and I watch reaction videos on YouTube and everyone is just freaking out about it. Um, so everyone's invested into the show, just like reactions to like people dying. So, like, yeah. reactions, like, a full 90-minute season, you know? It's just going to be insane. I want, I want to make you think and, that. Well, and that sounds to me, honestly, like, um, just from the feedback I've gotten, like, mind you, I've never seen an episode. From fans, it seems like they are giving you guys great content as far as, like, entertainment. It's like, okay, yeah, they got these long episodes, but their quality from start to finish, the production value alone, like, I've read articles it's like they're going you know overseas to get that natural uh lay of the land if you will and then you know they cover things in post-production for like whatever cgi and dragons and all this but like it's amazing the work they put into it and it shows i want to add something to what you said that helps all of what they do of what they can do from season one to now, their budget has definitely gone up. HBO has definitely boosted their budget because they've made so much money for HBO. Um, but that's all I wanted to cover um, extra on yeah. entertainment. Yeah, and I think um, with the 90 minutes that you're making reference to, on the handful of seasons I've watched from start to finish on shows, there was something satisfying about those you know, final episodes where it'd be an hour and a half long. Wow, that was like just brought you a little bit extra joy and you felt like man that was a good meal but this is an entire season of worth yes. of 90 minutes which is gonna be insane because um, no, it's it's the, end. it's the end right so i'll let you uh, finish it off with our last topic in technology and then we'll wrap it up for the day yeah so um this is kind of unique to us but there's no we, we huck phones for a living let's not pull any punches that's pretty much what we do so we're kind of at a unique standpoint in the year, and this typically happens where 
between the two big players, Android, <laughs> Android and Apple. There's nothing coming out right now. Nothing. Apple had released theirs in the fall. Yeah, a couple of months for uh, Samsung. Yeah, we're between Galaxy right now, and then you know Note will be even later on. You know, LG. I don't know of anything. I don't know of anything coming out for the next two or three months, basically. And usually, you can count on a phone coming out every what six months or so. Right. So the point I'm trying to make is, I just recently switched over to my main phone is the X, which came out over a, about a year and a half ago, and I love it. And we put a lot into these devices. My question for you is, do we put too much into these devices? And the reason I bring that up is because uh, you might be a little too young for this. But you remember the DVD, VCR, TV yes. combos that came out? Yes. It's like, we're all in love with those at first until something broke on them. Then your whole entertainment console went down. Whereas if you had a separate DVD player, separate TV, it's like you could manage that depending on what went out. I was talking to a guy the other day, old-timer, and, you know, I'm heading into old-timer status. It's like he still has a navigation unit because he'll go into parts of the world where he doesn't have good, you know, cell reception, so it's like he downloads his Roman map, so he always has them. I used to carry a digital camera. I used to wear a regular laptop. I used to have a navigation system. Uh, do you think it's risky to put so much into these devices? Um, you think we should have some plan B's, if you will, or some backups? I think it, this is a very debatable topic. Um, I'm going to ask you a couple quick questions. Just answer it really fast. Um, in 2001, how much did you use a computer? Maybe 25%. Did you own a computer in 2001? Yes. What were you doing in 2001? School. School. Okay. So, High school. Right. But like when you use the computer, what were you doing on the computer? Like documents, uh, something related for school. I never really got on my computer for it. Right. So my whole thing about this is like the internet has grown into something more of a necessity than a need, right? That's what it's grown into, and it, it has. Every, like banks, every, everything is internet you can still go to a bank um and do all everything that you do on the internet but it's way more convenient to do it on the internet um and you can do it 24 7 on the internet as opposed to banks only being open nine to five um my whole autonomous thing, my whole thing about that too is is you know 10 10 15 years ago everyone had a computer everyone had a laptop or one or the other, you know? So everyone's using some sort of PC or Mac to do their stuff. And no one usually, for the most part back then, nobody usually sat in front of it too often. They went, got their work done, and then they hopped off. But like, more as of late, you know, I wanna say 10 years ago is pretty recent, is when it really started. You know, social media, um, keeping up with your family, more news, like everything on the computer is now on your phone and you get all that information my girlfriend tells me i use my phone too much and i know that's true because on your iphone if you have an iphone and you're on one of the newer versions if you go to your settings there's a setting called screen time 
and it tells you your screen time that you use today. And if you click on all devices, it'll tell you your screen time for the last seven days. So once my, where is it under settings? Is, yeah, is there... under settings, and it's like right in the middle. It's right under do not disturb. So let me look at mine. So the last seven days of usage on my cell phone, I've used about nine hours and ten minutes per day, average, which is down 22% from the week before. And it even gives you a breakdown of what you do the most on your computer. Hey, dog, we're not doing that. Um, so the most app that I use on my phone, which it's kind of skewed because every night that I go to bed, I just leave a YouTube video playing with the podcast is YouTube. And it says I use it 22 hours last week, but okay. it's skewed. I, I leave it on every night. But what's not skewed is my other app usage. Like I'm on Twitter eight hours and 30 minutes last seven days. That's a lot of time to be on Twitter. Um, but what am I doing when I'm on Twitter is my really question. My real question is, what do I do on there? Well, what I do on there is get the news, and a lot of my news is sports and politics. Um, just kind of want to know what's up, what's going on, any breaking news, anything. And then Twitter is also a funny place. Sometimes there's funny stuff on there, catch up with people is doing. But then after that, my next most used app was Messages, which is text messages. I used that for four and a half hours, the entire seven days. Um, and then I'm just surfing the web on Safari for three and a half hours. I used Snapchat for three hours last week. And then Facebook for two, almost three hours. And then Reddit for almost three hours. <coughs> Interesting. I didn't know this was on here. So we're, we're going to look at mine too real quick. But I, one thing I do want to say, the conclusion I came to um, was at first I thought, well, maybe I should have these devices. Well. And then I was like, no, I am so much more uh, productive with things being unified and utilizing apps and websites more as opposing to you know actual destinations like the bank you used as an example because when you go in there anymore it's not even a person if you like interacting with people that's even gone it's like like a kiosk it's inside like the bank one maybe two people standing there but everything else is a kiosk <laughs> and and quite frankly you know this is why you and I privately have had conversations where we got to figure something out too because it won't be long before you go into a phone store and it's a kiosk to pay a kiosk to drop your phone off and get a phone like it won't but, be a, but... it won't be a person I mean, this is this is kind of what the thing of like what some people with me being in the business for at least a little over two years, you've been on it for like three or four years. Um, some of the upper management I've talked to, they're like, you have a job because everyone can do this online. But like you have a job because you can upsell stuff to people. You can be a salesperson. You can sell accessories. You can sell this. You can sell device protection. That's not something that a computer can do, really. I mean, at least in the current state, eventually, you know, robots take over the they'll world. They can, probably, they can probably sell you something, whatever. Figure out an algorithm. They'll re read people's faces and determine what the best option is. Right. But, uh, let, let's read Ryan real quick. So how do I read this? It says iPhone. Uh, is this minutes it's referencing? So if you click on screen time and then yeah, I did click that. on all devices and then go to the last seven days. Last seven days. Okay. Now what am I looking at? So the big box right in front of you tells you your average use nine hours and ten minutes per day. Like um, three hours and eight minutes per day. That's that's not a lot at all. 
but I guess you have way more responsibilities than I do. <laughs> I do have a ton of stuff to do. But one thing that did jump out to me, though, is um, I'm not really productive when I'm on this thing. I'm, a, I'm productive about, looks like, it's two hours and 50 minutes. I think this is giving me my week total. Um, yes. Social media is about four hours, 30 minutes. And then <laughs> entertainment, over eight hours. <laughs> yes. So, so enter. <laughs> Wait, let me compare my numbers and, to yours. And, and mine is YouTube as well. <laughs> okay, listen. Your entertainment numbers compared to mine, mine is 22 hours. My social, my social media for the last seven days was 19 and a half hours. My total is only 22 hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got stuck in the game, man. Um, but I'm not even gonna lie, bro. Like this is down 22%. My highest that I've seen personally, because I don't really look at this a lot, because it kind of makes me upset, uh, is like 12 hours. 12 hours in a day. You also do when you're working, you're in a lot busier of a store. At least I would like to believe so. So you're not on your phone as much or maybe i'm wrong maybe you're on your phone completely the entire time that you're at the store that's the only time that you see on your phone uh, <laughs> but for me it's it's dead and when it's dead you can only do so much things before there's nothing left to do yeah christian rose right <laughs> um but what'd you think this is our first show we did it live we're recording and everything what you think of it uh, i think it was amazing for really not having any script nothing no script <laughs> and not that we not that we plan to script everything but we should have like a timeline right we or... don't have a script but we have like topics that we want to hit or maybe yeah. and we literally hit. had we had nothing i had the one i had the one Kyrie yeah. irving thing that's the only thing i had i kind of wanted yeah. to get into save the crew a little bit but we kind of ran out of time um, jesus let it go would you the hashtag saved the crew we did it boys and girls jesus we will that'll be a, a next next show topic we'll do that uh, so we're gonna try to get on the weekly bandwagon again to get i mean we can do it weekly honestly what is tomorrow i can do this again tomorrow <laughs> yeah maybe maybe we should at least in the beginning try to get more consistent more than weekly to get like more uh -huh. familiar yep. especially me with the program yeah comfortable but i think that uh I mean, the possibilities are limitless, honestly. Right. Um, I think it just kind of free rolling this showed that there's chemistry there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got then, something. I'm, I'm excited for, uh, you know, potential guests and potential growth. So I think just keeping it going. I think you found a good platform. Good job yeah. on that. Thank you. It took a long time. A long time. We started this in September. Or we started this in 2017. In the summer of 2017. <laughs> 2019 now. Right. Hey, why are we yelling? All right. You want to do the send off? I'll do the send off. Thank you guys for I'm watching. Sloppy Joey. My name is Minar Khan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for watching another episode of the Sports Entertainment Technology Podcast. Miles, Minar, Sloppy Joey, still Minar. <laughs> Signing out. Sheer Khan. My dog, Bentley. Take it easy, y'all. <laughs>